Hello and welcome to Masters of Divinity. It is I, your moderator, JP. Uh, hey, how's it going? It's it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been it's been a minute. Um, look, I'll be straight with you. It's been kind of a weird few weeks for both Father Chuck and uh, I, your your moderator, JP. Uh, you know, Father Chuck is dealing with the Easter season, which is like, you know, it's it's go time for for his field at the moment. You know, it's all hands on deck. This is like it's it's a big deal, apparently, this Easter thing in the church. <laughs> Who knew? And for me, as you know, I am a, a farmer of sorts. And uh, right now it's harvest season and also uh, leading up to April. Which is also a very busy season in my <laughs> in my particular field. Uh, listen, if you know, you know. All right. Um, so we've we've had to kind of like we've we've had we've had to step away a little bit to kind of take care of the craziness of living. Uh, um, what's it called? Life. So because of that, uh, we've been a little slow to release new episodes and. Um, I apologize for the lack of consistency. That sucks. Um, but we didn't want to go another week without releasing something. So I, I did a little digging into the old, the old uh, Masters of Divinity vault, and um, I found some uh, some outtakes that um, we've always kind of thought about releasing. Now, it's not going to be like a full-on clip show with like a bunch of stuff. I found two very good, I think, clips. Uh, So instead of like a half hour of a bunch of small clips, it's like, you know, two clips that are like nice and lengthy. Um, So, yeah, it's this is our our clip show, our two-parter clip show. (laughs) Um, The first one we have that I've I've got queued up here... um, is just me and Father Chuck uh, just talking about philosophy. Um, I had done some digging into some um, uh, some uh, some philosophy, some political philosophy like uh, Hegelian dialectics, and uh, I know that Chuck is a much more educated person than I am, and he kind of is more familiar with philosophy than I. I never took a philosophy class in my life, um, and uh, I just kind of picked his brain a little bit. Um, while we were waiting for Matt um, to record an episode. And uh, it's about 17 minutes of just him and I riffing. And I think the reason why I like this clip is because it really shows that, like, even when we're not recording, we are still kind of podcasting. And, like, that's why we did this. We like to bounce ideas off of each other. Um, so it's like a podcast not that different from how we talk to each other in real life. Um, I just happened to be recording for this episode <clears throat> or for this segment, whatever the next episode, um, for those of you, uh, mod heads out there who've like listened to every single episode, you might've remembered, we, we, you, you might remember that, 
we had a very brief stint and playing with the segment called Let's Figure This Out, where we were going to take something that's trending on the internet or is gaining some kind of popularity with the kids, and we would spend a few minutes trying to figure out like what why is this thing permeating culture and like how do we react to it? How do we feel about it? And um well that segment died uh, a horrible bloody death when we discovered the Velasa Pastor trailer. Um <laughs> and uh so th- that's what this is. This is the segment. This this is the segment that killed the segment. And our experience and our reaction was so terrible. It just like it was putting us in a bad mood and was actually like ruining the episode. So we took it out. <laughs> I've been meaning to post this for a long time. This is actually a pretty. This is actually a pretty old episode. It's it's and it's it's all three of us. Back in the uh, 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 days when I was. Um, recording from the local library with the giant blue screen behind me. Uh, so you get to listen to that. You get to you get to listen to a disaster as it unfolds. Um, hopefully, it's it's actually more funny than sad. You know, since it's in hindsight now. Um, but yeah, so that's that's our clip show. It's going to be uh, just one. The first part, me and Chuck talking about philosophy and stuff, and the second part. The three of us reacting to a very bad film uh, trailer, uh, and you, you all get to witness a segment die before your eyes. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's going to be kind of a brief episode. Um, I can't quite say when exactly we'll be back, but we will be back soon. Uh, hopefully we can get on a, to a more normalized schedule. And, uh, yeah, Music Mayhem is right around the corner, literally next month. So um, hopefully we can get back to it uh, by then. And, uh, yeah, so, again, thanks so much for listening, and uh, enjoy the show. As a student of of radical orthodoxy, which argues that it is a true postmodern philosophy theology, yeah, and that other theologies that claim to be postmodern aren't actually postmodern; they are just a continuation of modernism. Like, I kind of see your point that that. Um, 
I mean, it's been a while since I've it's been it's been a while since I've done like sort of my entry level reading. So I have to kind of get back into that headspace a little bit. But I know it's all like criticizing Jacques Derrida. Um, <laughs> but um, but like what I under, I mean, what I understand postmodern what postmodernism is, is that it it sort of it aim it puts it puts philosophies on equal footing and allows us to write it. I mean, in particular things like empiricism, right? It allows us to say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't intellectually neutral. Like it has its own biases. It has its own, all of that. And so the fact that we've lived in a world that tries to claim that like empiricism is free from philosophical like trappings. Is what's just what's not, empiricism? I'm not, I mean, like the scientific method, okay, like science, right. Okay, okay. right? Like, you know, we talked about this the other day that, you know, science is not morally neutral. Like we like to pretend that it's like morally and intellectually neutral. Like, yeah. oh, well, it's just data. Well, we I had mean, a case study of that this year, haven't we? <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, I mean, you think about like, oh, well, I believe in science. We trust science. Well, like, what do you mean when you say that? Because like Stella Emanuel science, like, well, I mean, like, yeah, like just. The Tuskegee experiments yeah. were science. Mm -hmm. The you know the I mean phrenology was science. Um, you know I mean you can go look at all of that and it's, it's all done in the guise of science. And so like I mean I guess you can argue that like just the numbers is but like the the methods that lead to you asking the questions to do the research like that's all philosophy. I mean it's it's rooted in something. Mm -hmm. um, I think the best. I think one of the best ways that I think about postmodernism and postmodern philosophies is in the scene from The Devil Wears Prada where Andy is in the room and Meryl Streep's character, I can't remember her name, um, is uh, they're they're comparing two turquoise belts. Or oh, sorry, right. Cer oh, yeah, two, Cerulean. Two no, cerulean is the color of her. Sweater. We'll sweater. get to that. Yeah, that's right. We'll get to that. So look at the two turquoise belts, and Andy's laughing. He's like, "What's so funny?" He's like, "Those two belts are identical." And and then Meryl Streep goes in this whole thing about like, "Oh, that that sweater of yours is Cerulean, I believe." Who like Oscar or like what is it like? Um, not talking about like Day. military jackets and. Um... Yeah, Yves Saint Lawrence like was modeling that color and it became this trend. She's in, you know, eventually it wound up in some bargain bin that you picked up thinking that you were like making like sort of like a non-decision. Yeah. But in fact, it, that decision was made in a room like this years before. Exactly. I just watched that uh, scene recently because someone was talking about it and applying it to film criticism, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's being brought up now. That's like a great scene. <laughs> yeah. I use, I, I used to use it with my ethics class. Yeah. Um, and so use that as a way to talk about how, you know, that's how all of, like all of philosophy sort of, works itself into our life and mm -hmm. like postmodernism effectively argues that you know all of these philosophies are rooted in their own biases and blind spots and so like we need to sort of put them all on equal footing and and be aware of the fact that you know there's a danger in trying to put one over top of another i guess or, i mean that that makes sense i mean and i guess it's starting to attract more now that i think about it because it Postmodernist a postmodernist view could also be like I can take a little bit from Hegel. I can take a little bit from I don't know 
give, give me another guy. I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> let's, let's get hipster. Let's get hipster uh, from Lao Tzu. <laughs> yeah, sure. I could take some some Lao Tzu. I could take some from uh, the guy who wrote Art of War, right? <laughs> Sun Tzu. Yeah. Sun Tzu. <clears throat> well, and it's funny because I, I'm, you know, I'm the philosophy I'm kind of rooted in now is like all sorts of leftist philosophies because I'm like fascinated by all of it because it's more than just um, culture war stuff. Right. Um, Matt's gonna be on in about ten minutes. Okay. Well, like you've been you've been doing some reading in in liberation theology, right? Or at least curious. I haven't I haven't started. I'm curious, but but where I'm still am and still kind of swimming in that I'm fascinated are like dialectics. Mm-hmm. And I feel like dialectics is like the Hegel Hegelian dialectics is a kind of postmodern process. Yes. Because you can apply it to all philosophies. They're basically philosophies coming into conflict with each other, right? Yes. And, 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 and synthesizing and that, the outcome. Right. And that piece is very, if I remember correctly, that piece, like his, the dialect, Hegel's dialectics plays a big part of theology and social theory by John Milbank and also um, Sarah, or, uh, Catherine Pickstock's um, um, After Writing, which are the two like foundational books of the radical orthodox project really um and um yeah actually Pixock's book after writing is very fascinating it's i mean th- th- these are tough reads um but her book is fascinating because she makes the art so like what is it derrida and like caputo maybe mm-hmm. are the ones who make this big deal about writing is like the fulfillment of all language interesting okay and she makes the case that liturgy is actually the fulfillment of language. Um, that that our, that language finds its fullest expression when we use it for worship, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, a very interesting angle to take things. What I love about my favorite my favorite theologian, um, somewhat tangentially related to that movement, is this guy named Gerard Laughlin. He's a gay Roman Catholic, and so he's been really big in like queer theology has also been a big area of his of his work and i've so i've been very fascinated by by his writing um he wrote a book in the late 90s about the bible which is just a a masterpiece in dealing with it but what i love what i love that he does is he points out that a lot of cases in the bible when we attempt to liberalize a reading of the bible we actually introduce a different story mm-hmm. and that if we stick to the close readings, we actually can find a more liberal version of the story than what the liberal attempt is. His good example of this is John Shelby Spong, who was a, a heretic bishop of the Episcopal Church from um, the Diocese of Newark back all, he was real, all the rage in the 70s and 80s. Um, he, he came up with this idea that Jesus was not a virgin birth but was rather the product of a Roman soldier raping Mary. I've heard of that, right. And that the church sort of like dressed this up. But like Laughlin makes this point of saying, okay, so you think you're being progressive by saying this, but what you're doing is, is you're having a story that leads you to a, as he puts it very, in a very cheeky way of inserting a man where there hadn't been one before. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, you know, you've got a story that you, you're saying leads to a man rather than the biblical story, which is about a young woman making a decision to making her own decision of her own volition and her own agency to do what God is asking her to do. So 
the story of the Virgin Mary as presented in the Bible is actually a feminist story. When we try to liberalize it is where we lose things because it's a story about, again, a young woman who an angel appears here and says, hey, God wants to do this thing. And she says, OK, she consents. So that's interesting because you've, you've sorry for a second. You brought up something yeah. I've never thought of before, because I wonder if it's because of the of my evangelical background. But it's never been presented as it's never been told to me like it was presented to her as a choice. It was always like, this is going to happen whether you like it or not. Yeah, she, because I mean, the exact words we quote in the scriptures are, you know, be it unto me according to your word. Mm -hmm. In other words, like, that's her saying yes. That's her saying, you know, I, I consent, I agree to this. Interesting. Um, and what's kind of, a, what's kind of remarkable about it is she doesn't go find her dad and say, hey, is it cool that I do this? She doesn't even contact Joseph, who she's effectively married to at this point, right. to be like, hey, is it cool that this happens? She doesn't seek any man in her life. Of, as a woman of her own volition, she says, yes. Um, Laughlin also points out the tendency of making Mary Magdalene married to Jesus is also another problematic thing, because it's again, it's trying to make things liberalized. But he says, the scripture presents Mary Magdalene as a woman who is a disciple in her own right. She just, she chooses to follow Jesus yeah. because she wants to follow Jesus. Whereas all these other stories have it, well, why would a woman be following him around unless she was married to him? Right, and so it becomes less feminist. Hmm. And, like, and so like that way of reading the scriptures has been really transformative for me to think about, about it in that, as presented, there's a way of looking at it that is actually far more liberating and progressive, you know, when you take it within its historical context and what it what it can mean, rather than these other more innovative readings that we try to do um, on it. So I'm assuming you're texting with Matt right now. No, I'm not. I'm oh. actually looking for um, a tweet that um, blew up some circles I ran in. Mm hmm. Um, Sometimes, you know, I follow weird Twitter. Right. And sometimes I'll just find the weirdest people and just it'll just end up in my timeline. I'm like, why is this my timeline? It's making me so angry. Um, and there was some dude. I don't want to share his name because I don't want to make him famous. Uh, who said that. Um, because this podcast is a kingmaker podcast. We all know that. <laughs> exactly. Um he tried to make the case that G Jesus is the ultimate egoist. Oh, interesting. And it said, and he says that uh, God's justice is relentlessly merit-based. And that Jesus is the ultimate capitalist. And he would rather see you burn in hell than give you what you need unless you confess that you didn't deserve it. That's a complete misconstrual of like the... Like, that's Christianity 101. And it says at the right? very bottom, if you hate capitalism, you very likely hate Christ. <laughs> wait, so that, wait, 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 wait. So this guy is actually saying this about Jesus positively. Like, he means yes. that. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, I thought this, to me, that sounded like an atheist dismissal of Christianity. No, 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 but... no, no. This is like an Ayn Rand, Randian hero guy, like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, why this is well, this is going to ruin my day? <laughs> I'm going to think. I'm I mean, thinking about I mean, this all I mean Paul Paul's whole thing. I mean, I, I think I've got it. Like, was it, is Romans eight? I mean, 
what is it where it's like explicit that like it, it isn't merit based. You can't do anything to earn the salvation. Right. Um, where is it? Roman eight or Romans five? Where Where is it? Where is it? But yeah, that's the that's the whole that's Paul's entire argument in the book of Romans is that. Right. You are saved. You are saved. You know, you are saved by faith through grace. It is not, you know, it, you, which is, you know, you know, for, for by grace, you are, are you saved through faith? Yeah. And that it, I, I'm sorry. I'm like running on no sleep. So that's why I'm having a trouble remembering this. But like its that's whole okay, thing man. is, but its whole thing is that you've done nothing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. Like it has nothing to do with what you were saying earlier, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, but you, but again, like it, it, it all comes down to the fact that people don't actually read the thing. Yeah. That's what I think it is. I think I think people. I think all over the they read all the peripheral stuff. Seems like they read the peripheral stuff. They don't actually read the thing. You know, it kind of makes me think of um, Ken and I watched Patton Oswalt's newest special, latest latest special on Netflix. I like Patton Oswalt. Um, He and David Cross though have this bad habit of they always have a little section in their specials where they have like their atheist moment, and they have to sort of rag on religion. Yeah, it's very Gen X. Yeah, and what always frustrates me about it is that it's so, like, not informed. And you would think that, like, particularly Patton Oswalt, somebody who, if you're going to make a Star Wars joke, you need to have seen Star Wars to make the joke effective. Like, he would get that, right? Yeah. Like, it's clear that he has never actually really, like, read the Bible when he – or if he has, it's been super in passing. Like, he's never actually, like, tried to – Right. engage with it because like in his especially makes this whole thing about well one he makes he makes a couple comments about the bible early on that's very clear he's never read the thing um but then he talks about jesus and he actually makes this really interesting point or this interesting claim that he's like i sort of think that jesus was like just he was a decent guy who came out in a world when it was completely who came around and when a world was completely awful that his decency by comparison seemed miraculous that's actually a very insightful point. And yeah. there are a number of like anthropologists who have been making the case that like the concept of human dignity did not exist prior to Christianity, that like Christianity introduced that idea that like humans just by virtue of being human have some sense of dignity. Interesting. Um, at least in the Roman world, that's how it was. Right. And, um, and so like there's this great insightful moment, but the way he talks about it, it's like, but dude, you've clearly never read the story. <laughs> And it's like you, your joke would be stronger. Your humor would be stronger if you just read it. Yeah. Even if it's saying you need to believe it, just if you had read it. Um, anyway. Yeah, I oh. know. I mean, that's why I feel like uh, Devin Faraci had an interesting perspective because, like, he used to be Catholic, yeah. right? And then became an atheist or a sat- or Satanist. I don't know. Whatever. Um, and now he's Buddhist. But... But I always found, and I think, like, you know, when I think of, like, Pat Oswald and David Cross, I don't actually know their backgrounds in religion or whatever. They grew up around it. But it's, like, it always kind of seems like they kind of became atheists before it was, like, they became, they had a chance to be, you know, dragged to church or something. <laughs> you know, so, like, being atheist has, like, kept them away from it. So they can really have, like, an outsider's view or just, like, you know, cultural osmosis sort of view. yeah. I mean, I just think it, what I what I but it, it irritates me obviously as a Christian because I'm like, 
Well, and also it's just a creative because I'm like your 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 humor could be so much stronger. Like I'm like listening to sometimes some of their jokes, and I'm almost like your joke could cut better if you just knew <laughs> what you were talking about. Like I said, like I don't need you to believe it, but I need you to at least be aware because you could make this stronger. Right. Yeah. Um, like that's just the editor in me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. All right. Well, all right, so, I'm still waiting for Matt. Let's just. I, I put another it. piece of chocolate in my mouth. Which was a mistake. Oh. I got no snack food in my mouth. I got nothing. <sighs> All right. Let's just get started. Hold on. Hold on. I think I. I think I think I got some candy. Hold on. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have one more. I may have thrown it away. No. Oh, no. All right. Some candy that, like, an old church lady gave for the mm. boys. Old church lady candy is the best. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even Werther's, man. Uh, Give me some Werther's at least. There's some butterscotch. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's hit it. There is a movie called Velocipaster. Um, I have not seen the trailer or have read anything about it. I just saw the poster and I posted it on our Instagram. Is this like an asylum thing? Uh, I don't. I have no idea, Chuck. I really don't know. Okay. Um, but but we're gonna figure it out on the segment we like to call "Let's Figure It Out." Or is it "Let's Figure, figure This Out"? I think it's "Let's Figure This Out." I don't. But I like your theme music. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let me send this trailer to you guys in the chat. Boom, and we're just gonna watch it together, like a like a stud, like a like a we, small. We gotta, group. we gotta figure out a way to actually watch it together, where you can like hit play and we see it, and then you can pause it and comment on it. 
that would be kind of funny. But that would also probably we would that would be this entire episode. If, if would that it. not be worth it? <laughs> it would so be worth it. But does everybody have it queued up? Does everybody have it uh, no, ready? I don't to have go? anything. Okay. Okay. Well, Matt, have, uh, Chuck's giving me the thumbs up. Is he watching it? Are you watching it right now, Chuck? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and watch it, Matt. Hold on, hold on. I can't. I gotta. I gotta, I gotta get to it. It's, it's, Followed me home. The Velocipista. A troubled priest. How long has it been since your last confession? Oh, it's been about two years. I do drugs, sell drugs, uh, murder people. The Velocipista. A beautiful girl with a dark past. you turn into a dinosaur and eat someone. What? Dinosaurs. You guys talk all the time about helping people. This might actually be the first time in your life you can. By what? Killing people? Yes! Show me I mean anything to you. Show me you got better shit to do. Show me I'm the one disfigured like the mask caress that trigger. Show me That's insane, Doug. God does not want people dead. Oh, I think God wants a lot of people dead. They're, they're all muted, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this is the the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. So that was all right. I'm a little disappointed. I won't lie. I'm a little disappointed. I was I was expecting. No, no it's one of these concepts where it, it's a poster and that's it. Like, yeah, pur purposely making something bad, right? Uh, I, I, it kind of makes me think of, um, of um, like Sharknado. Can you hear me? By the way, am I sound normal? Anyway, sound fine. Um, it kind of makes me think of like. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, uh, where the concept was funny for a book cover, <laughs> and that's about it. Like they, they should have just like released a coffee table book with like all of the like penguin classics like rendered into horror films, and that would have been the that would be the extent of the uh of the of the of the concept. I, I feel yeah. like it reminds me yeah. of Sharknado where it's like, hey, let's just make a bad movie since we're not gonna make movies anyway. So it's hey, and and Matt's it seems that Matt Matt has watched the trailer. Um, Matt, I don't want to figure it out anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, so they got like a poor man, Zachary Quinto, to so narrated I, I, by a poor man's Jason. Statham. The only thing I can think of is like, is what is his denomination? Is I mean, it's Velocipastor, so I guess he's Lutheran. Um, 
maybe. <laughs> and why are there ninjas? I. I why is he in these underwear? <laughs> why do we have to watch him fight in Titan? Well, I mean, that's that's the exploitation aspect of it, right? We gotta bring in that that that, that demographic, right? It just, we don't we don't have to bring that in ever. I just. <laughs> I, yeah, it's one of these things where it's now now that now that I've seen the trailer, the even the the poster that you posted on social media is kind of worse. <laughs> I'm I I gotta say, guys, uh, not um. I, can't, I don't think I can even enjoy this ironically. I, uh, this has been a very sad uh, segment. <laughs> a better a better movie would have been Velociraptor. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, what would that movie be about? Like, that would be about God sending dinosaurs he, to eat sinners. Was, that, was I mean, he, similar was, concept, but just on a bigger scale. I would watch that movie. Was he a pisca claw? Would that work? <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> Oh yeah, because my stupid started that joke is worse than that trailer we just watched. <laughs> it's your joke is your joke is definitely better than the trailer we just watched. Oh, and that is how bad the trailer was. All I, right. I've seen well, bad things in my life. That that's the worst. War, famine. This is worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's you know, it's it's like I've always said, uh, you know, it's it, it reminds me of like a Sharknado uh, situation. You know, there's 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 bad movies like Sharknado, and then there's bad movies like Miami Connection. Where Miami Connection is made by people who's like, oh, we're gonna make a really good movie, we're gonna go all out. This is gonna be great. It's, we're gonna change the world. Oh, ninjas. Oh, ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> and then they make something awful, but it's still incredible. Well, yeah, it's because like there's Sharknado, and it's because like, there's heart in it. Yeah, it's just kind of cynical, if you ask me. Like this movie, this is cynical to me. Like this is. Like, okay, you, you, you don't respect the craft. We get it. It's like somebody was like, you know, Velocipastor sounds funny. How do we, let's work around that title. And yeah, and then, but also make it bad. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I, it, I, I clearly this discussion, I think is more mental. There's like, there's been more mental exercise put into this than was into the actual movie itself. Like, I think so too. Oh man. And I wanted it. I don't know what I wanted, but it wasn't that. <laughs> anyway, so that, that this has been, uh, let's figure this out. I kind of want to just delete that whole thing and do a different, let's this figure, let's figure this out. <laughs> I could play, like, I could play Terry Crews again. <laughs> no, I, that, we don't have to figure that out. I mean, that's, that's pretty, it's, it's, it's a commercial pause for a second. Are we, are, are we satisfied with, with that? Let's figure this out. Or should we just do a quick, other one because I could come up with a quick, quick one right now. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I think that the the best the best example of how that trailer really was is that it has caused us to question our entire existence <laughs> podcast right now. I, know, I think it, this is podcast gold. If you ask it, me, we're, we're all yeah, very, I agree. Down. It derailed our whole plan, and we are now sitting here going, "Guys, let me, what do let we me, do? What, me, what do we do? What do we, we do about, now?" Let me talk about how bad that trailer was for a moment. I last night I watched on Netflix a documentary about Jesus that was hosted by Hugh Bonneville, who plays um, Lord Grantham on Downton Abbey. It was very good, and it like reinvigorated what I love about being a priest, what I love about the Christian faith, 
and it made me just like kind of excited to come to work today and be like, yeah, like I want to study the Bible. I want to read this stuff. Like I love this work. And then we watched this trailer and now I'm like, I'm not sure that I want to do any of that anymore. I mean, I mean, I mean, what are, I mean, I mean, what are, what are we, what are, what are we even doing? What, what are we doing right now? What? Why do we do this? I don't. I don't understand anymore. I don't know. I'm starting to feel like birth is a curse and li and life is just a prison. And... It's just, just. I mean, what are we doing? I, just, what are we doing? Somebody tell me what are we we're doing? We're going to talk about Marvels. What we're going to do? What are we doing? I don't think I can talk about movies anymore. Movies are <laughs> dead to me now, and I don't care. Uh, it's don't... okay. You're. It's okay. You're gonna be okay. Should we pray right now? Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Father Chuck, will you lead us a prayer? <laughs> I, I kind of want to lead us on a road trip to the people who made Velocipasture and like <laughs> tell them they need Jesus because I. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. We, we need to move on. We need to move on because <laughs> we're, we're 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 getting sucked into a black hole and we might not escape if we if that happens. What are we doing? What are we? Doing? I'm sorry <laughs> that I created that singularity. I thought we would survive it. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, guys. Okay. Here's the here's the thing that that's really kind of amazing about this and I really want our viewers listeners to understand is that everything we're saying right now is in no way a shtick. Like these are <laughs> genuine emotions. <laughs> this is not being played up for the sake of of podcasts like gold or whatever. Like this is legit. This is real. What's happening is real. Yeah. This is, uh, it's a little too real, if you ask me. I'm ready to go back into our emotional labor. Uh, it, made, it made my eyes hurt. <laughs> the orange shirt. The... Okay. Now, I think that was his girlfriend's dress. Or it was like a romper? It I looked think like it was a romper, like... but then I think it's just a t-shirt pulled down. And the second that he jumped out of bed to fight the ninjas, I was like, life has no meaning. Okay, we, we really need to move on, guys. We really need to move on because it's getting depressing. <laughs> there, there's no reason to be here anymore. Okay, all right. All right, this is, that's been, let's figure this out. Uh, we'll, I'll tell <laughs> that was the end of our better. podcast. I'm, I'm signing off for good. No more. There's no, no more reason. There's no reason to. Talk I will pre screen everything beforehand. No more. <laughs> No more reason for talking about it anymore. The podcast is over, guys. Matt. It has not been a good journey. It was it was rough and it was dark and I was alone. All right, cool. So let's 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 let's. I'm I'm ready to move on if you guys are. Um, so this you can week, try. 